January 30th. And now, as we begin to turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament, our narrative today will come from the book of Matthew, chapter 20, verses 1 through 28. Here in this passage of Scripture, we'll find a parable. We'll find out about what shall we have. The parable is not about salvation, for we cannot work for salvation. Nor is it about rewards, for we do not all receive the same reward. The story concerns the selfish attitude implicit in Peter's question. Well, what's his question? We'll find out here in a moment as we read the scripture. The key to the parable, as we shall see, is that the first workers hired demanded a contract and insisted on knowing how much they would get. The other workers trusted the landowner. If you ask God for a contract, you will only rob yourself, for he is generous with his workers. Be faithful to do your job and avoid watching the other workers, and he will deal with you generously. Well, let's find out all about it now as we begin our reading today here in the New Testament. January 30th, Matthew chapter 20, verses 1 through 28. For the kingdom of heaven is like the owner of an estate, who went out early one morning to hire workers for his vineyard. He agreed to pay the normal daily wage and sent them out to work. At nine o'clock in the morning, he was passing through the marketplace and saw some people standing around doing nothing. So he hired them, telling them he would pay them whatever was right at the end of the day. At noon, and again around three o'clock, he did the same thing. At five o'clock that evening, he was in town again and saw some more people standing around. He asked them, Why haven't you been working today? They replied, Because no one hired us. The owner of the estate told them, Then go on out and join the others in my vineyard. That evening he told the foreman to call the workers in and pay them, beginning with the last workers first. When those hired at five o'clock were paid, each received a full day's wage. When those hired earlier came to get their pay, they assumed they would receive more, but they too were paid a day's wage. When they received their pay, they protested. Those people worked only one hour, and yet you've paid them just as much as you paid us who worked all day in the scorching heat. He answered one of them, Friend, I haven't been unfair. Didn't you agree to work all day for the usual wage? Take it and go. I wanted to pay this last worker the same as you. Is it against the law for me to do what I want with my money? Should you be angry because I am kind? And so it is, that many who are first now will be last then, and those who are last now will be first then. As Jesus was on the way to Jerusalem, he took the twelve disciples aside privately and told them what was going to happen to him. When we get to Jerusalem, he said, the Son of Man will be betrayed to the leading priests and the teachers of religious law. They will sentence him to die. Then they will hand him over to the Romans to be mocked, whipped, and crucified. But on the third day he will be raised from the dead. Then the mother of James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to Jesus with her sons. She knelt respectfully to ask a favor. What is your request? he asked. 
She replied, In your kingdom, will you let my two sons sit in places of honor next to you, one at your right and the other at your left? But Jesus told them, You don't know what you are asking. Are you able to drink from the bitter cup of sorrow I am about to drink? Oh, yes, they replied. We are able. You will indeed drink from it, he told them. But I have no right to say who will sit on the thrones next to mine. My Father has prepared those places for the ones He has chosen. When the ten other disciples heard what James and John had asked, they were indignant. But Jesus called them together and said, You know that in this world kings are tyrants, and officials lord it over the people beneath them. But among you it should be quite different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must become your slave. For even I, the Son of Man, came here not to be served, but to serve others, and to give my life as a ransom for many. Hey, what's up? This is Kyle, and I'm phasing up from third to fourth phase, and I would like to give a shout-out to uh, Jason Nick and Dave for being awesome coordinators in Columbus and always just being there for all the guys out there and being true men of God and helping us grow and just always just being there when we need to talk to somebody. Uh, also, I would like to give a shout-out to the guys in first phase. Just keep pushing forward, man. This is uh, definitely worth the going through and just walking it out and just being there and becoming the man of God you're supposed to be. Uh, thank you, all my brothers, and I can't wait to see you up in fourth phase uh, in, in Columbus. Later. Hi, this is Tim Ebright in Phase 2, and uh, God has helped me out so much through this process that it's just I can't fit it all into a whole lot, but he has helped me with family restoration. I get to see my kid, well, my daughter now, and he has uh, helped me persevere through all my struggles, and he has taught me how to have courage and faith and just so many things that it's impossible to just put it all into one thing, and I'm appreciative of how he has guided me through everything and has picked me up and he hasn't washed me away. He just, I've been washing the blood of Christ and I just can't describe how it feels and how everything's going for me. And I just love how he has accepted me and that I am washed away of all my sins. Thank you. 8742. What to do brothers? It's Eddie money. Um, Something that I've learned from being here so far is accountability and ownership. Many things have happened in my life. Some of it has to do with reacting harshly to other people who treat me badly. We must remember that no one can control our emotions or actions but ourselves. So when a family member, brother, coworker, or even a stranger treats us harshly or tries to bring us down, think about all the love and grace that God has shown us. Don't fall to emotion that will lead to regret. Stay focused on God in those situations and show His love and grace. Psalm 25, verses 1 through 15. This psalm is helpful when you're making decisions and seeking God's will. What kind of people does God guide? Well, those who glorify Him. If you want His will for His glory, He will show you the right path. If you have selfish motives, He may let you have your way, and then you will regret it. And God guides those who wait. You're not wasting time when you wait on the Lord in prayer. He guides those who ask. God wants to show you His ways, teach you His paths, 
and lead you in His truths. The Word of God and prayer always go together. So spend time in His Word. If you ask Him sincerely, He will answer you clearly. He guides those who are clean. And He guides those who submit. The God does not guide rebels, but He joyfully leads those who fear Him and submit to His will. So keep your eyes on the Lord and let Him have His way. He knows where He's going and what He's doing, so follow Him by faith. The enemy was slandering David again, and he had no way to vindicate himself. Samuel Johnson called slander the revenge of a coward, and it is. What should you do when people spread lies about you? Psalm 25, verses 1 through 15, Psalm of David. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. I trust in you, my God. Do not let me be disgraced, or let my enemies rejoice in my defeat. No one who trusts in you will ever be disgraced, but disgrace comes to those who try to deceive others. Show me the path where I should walk, O Lord. Point out the right road for me to follow. Lead me by your truth, and teach me, for you are the God who saves me. All day long, I put my hope in you. Remember, O Lord, your unfailing love and compassion, which you have shown from long ages past. Forgive the rebellious sins of my youth. Look instead to the eyes of your unfailing love, for you are merciful, O Lord. The Lord is good and does what is right. He shows the proper path to those who go astray. He leads the humble in what is right, teaching them His way. The Lord leads with unfailing love and faithfulness all those who keep His covenant and obey His decrees. For the honor of Your name, O Lord, forgive my many, many sins. Who are those who fear the Lord? He will show them the path they should choose. They will live in prosperity and their children will inherit the promised land. Friendship with the Lord is reserved for those who fear Him. With them He shares the secrets of His covenant. My eyes are always looking to the Lord for help, for He alone can rescue me from the traps of my enemies. Proverbs chapter 6, verses 6 through 11. Take a lesson from the ants, you lazy bones. Learn from their ways and be wise. Even though they have no prince, governor, or ruler to make them work, they labor hard all summer, gathering food for the winter. But you, lazy bones, how long will you sleep? When will you wake up? I want you to learn this lesson. A little extra sleep, a little more slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. 